Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Kufchet. We will start on Kuf Zayin Amret. The words Amar Rav Yosi. Uh, many take out this Rav Yosi and write Rav Asi. So Rav, uh, the difference between Rav Yosi and Rav Asi is whether it's a brisa or it's a statement of a Moraim. Okay, we're going to learn it like Rav Asi. Okay. Even though we said you're not allowed to eat in the Mishnah from Mincha and onward, you are allowed to dip in Mini Tagmarya in things of dippings, like fruit or meat without any bread. That's how the Rosh Brahm explains. Fruit or meat. Now, Torah understands different than it might be like uh, uh, other stuff. Madanim, like uh, kisnin, like uh, cookies or other things. How could you have cookies on Erev Pesach? Okay, you could have different types of cookies. There's other cookies that you could have on Erev Pesach. Okay. Rebitzik matil biyarki. Rebitzik would dip vegetables. Because since vegetables are... Uh, what they call appetizers, they get your appetite, they wet your appetite, wet with an H, so therefore he ate them as well. Tanya Nami Hachi, we have a bright that supports this as well. Hashamash A shamash, which is a waiter, a Jewish waiter, what should he do? On Ere Pesach, he could have intestines, animal intestines. Vinonim Ve'orchim, he could also put some of these intestines in front of the guests. It says the pasuk in Yirmiyah says that you should um, plow the land first to put in the roots in order that it's not like you're planting on top of thorns. Okay, and we're bringing an example that just like when a person plows before he plants, that is a preparation to in order to ensure that the planting uh, goes well and doesn't get wasted. Similarly here, it's important to make sure that you are hungry enough and therefore you should have appetizers in order that it, it helps your appetite. Now, this is an interesting one. Rava would drink wine the whole end of Pesach. In order that it should, uh, it should uh, wet his appetite. So he could eat more matzah. Well, literally it means he should eat more matzah, but we're understanding that he should be able to have more hanaaf in the matzah because he has more tava. Amarava. Now that's an interesting statement because we're telling you that you could that wine. The more wine you're drinking, it seems like the more hungry you are. Rava says, "Mina How could I prove to you this 
thing that I'm doing. In theory, most types of foods seem to be the other way around. The more you eat, the fuller you are. Rava's claiming that there's a kind of reverse reverse move when it comes to wine. I don't know if it's the alcohol or it's the grapes, but something about the wine has a reverse quality that when you drink it, it brings you to be satiated. How do we know? Because it says that we learned in the Mishnah, which is later in the Perek, in between the first and second cup of the four cups, or between the second and third cup, we're now on the top of Kufchet Amuralf. If a person desires to drink, he may drink. So a person who drank cup one and did not drink cup number two yet, in, in the, uh, the said that cup one is Kiddush, and cup two is the, is the, the cup that we drink after the Magid. Okay? During that time, a person can drink, you're allowed to drink. And also between two and three, between cup number two is the Magid, and number three on Birkat Amazon, of course he can drink. That's during the meal. But, you should not drink between the third and the fourth, because we said, it looks like you're adding to the cups. Now, let's go to the proof. If you want to claim that Misad Sa'id, that wine, is like a regular food, that it slowly fills you up and will make you full, then, you're going to end up eating the matzah with achila gasa. Now, when we say achila gasa here, we mean that food, as mentioned before, that food that's eaten without an appetite is not as big a mitzvah. Why aren't we worried? Why are they letting you drink this that much? We should make you drink exactly the amount that you're supposed to drink and no more. Must be that wine is has this quality of increasing appetite when you drink it. Now the Rashbam explains that the problem of looking like you're adding to the cups technically should really apply to all the cups, right? Uh, the rabbis want you to have four cups of wine. Adding to the cups would make you have a fifth cup of wine. The rabbis are allowing you to have a fifth cup of wine between one and two and between two and three because they believe that since wine is so appetite-inducing, we, we're going to look away from the fact that it looks like you might be adding to the cups and, and tell you that you could drink. Whereas in 3 and 4, where there is no more matzah to eat, because the fourth cup is the one said after Halel, you don't eat anything anymore. Being that you don't have this extra... Um, extra point of trying to increase appetite because there's no point of increasing appetite because you're going away. Therefore, therefore, we're not going to allow you to overlook this Mosif al-Kosot business. Ivan, did I lose you?
Now, Rav Sheshit would actually fast the whole Ere of Pesach. He was fasting, my presumption is he wasn't a Bechor, and yet he's fasting the whole Ere of Pesach. Says, Name of the Kasav Rav Sheshit, Samuch Limincha Gdolatanan, Umashum Pischahu. If you remember on the previous daf, we were trying to clarify what the Mishnah meant. Did the Mishnah mean Samuch Limenchak Tana? And if so, you're allowed to eat up until, uh, let's say, 3 o'clock on the day that we have over here, right? Or 3.30, eat up to 3.30. And uh, that's one possible way to explain the Mishnah. Or, no, we meant up till 12 o'clock. Samuch Limenchak Gidola. Okay? Now, we had said it meant Menchak Tana. But we're presuming here that Rav Sheshit must understand the Mishnah opposite. He must understand that it means Mincha Gidola. Why? Because otherwise, why would he fast the whole day? Must be he holds Mincha Gidola, and therefore from 12 o'clock he now eat. Umushum Pischahu, and because of Korban Pesach, which means that if, if he's learning the Mishnah like that, then the, the point of the Mishnah is to make sure that you eat the Korban Pesach with appetite. I'm sorry, that, that you don't make a mistake of not eating the Korban Pesach. I'm sorry that you don't make a, you make a mistake. You don't eat, you don't ignore the carbon pesach. So he must hold of that, and he goes one step further than Amishnah, which means he holds samuch lemincha. So if you hold the Samuch Lemincha Gdola, means you're worried about Karban Pesach. Now, if you're worried about Karban Pesach, you still should eat in the morning till 12 o'clock. Why is he not eating till 12 o'clock? Because he holds like a stricter opinion. He holds worried about the Pesach, but he holds like the opinion like Ben Betira, which is allowing the slaughtering of a Karban Pesach, not just after Chatzot, before Chatzot. And therefore, if the time of Karban Pesach starts in the morning like Ben Betira, so then, the Isur of the Mishnah of not eating from chat, from Samuch Lemincha, according to Ben Betra, should be from Nitzchama, and that's why the Rabbi fasted the whole day. So you got we, we, we had how we're figuring out over here. Again, uh, the, how do we get it that you're fasting the whole day from the Mishnah? Not quite from the Mishnah, but something like that. Again, so there's two possibilities of explaining the Mishnah. Samuch Lemincha could either mean Samuch Lemincha Kitana, which is right over here. And if so, the reason why you're doing it is because you have to eat matzah with, with, with appetite. And that's here. Or it's from here, from 12 o'clock, because we're telling you we want to make sure that when the, you're in the time of Korban Pesach, you have to make sure not to, we don't want you to forget to do the Korban Pesach. Okay? Good. Now, that's how our Mishnah says it. So how can this rabbi start from here? I'll tell you. Because he, like, he goes like this, that it's because of Korban Pesach. But since he goes like Ben Betirah, who says that the Korban Pesach can be done with the Avad from here, so he holds that the time of Pesach is from sunrise, and therefore he fasted the whole day. Good. Let's read it inside. Ben Betira would allow a Pesach that was slaughtered from Shachrit, from the morning, as long as he did it, Lashem Pesach. And with Safra, Zman Pischahu. 
And since the morning is now the time of the Korban Pesach, that means the whole day is fit for the Korban Pesach. The Savar, because he holds. Now, how could, now, now he's going to explain how could Ben Tadah hold like that. Even though the Pasuk says, V'shachtu oto kol Ben Ben Harbaim, even though it says you should slaughter in the afternoon, so how could this rabbi disagree with the Pasuk that says he's supposed to slaughter the Pesach in the afternoon? He says, no. He, he, he explains the Pasuk like this. Ben Harbaim in the afternoon, learn it literally. Between the evenings. What does that mean? Ben Ha'erev de Etmol, the Erev de Haidna, which means between last night, the 13th at night, and the 15th at night, sometime during that time. I'm sorry, wrong. Between the fourth, the night of the 14th, the evening of the 14th, and the evening of the 15th. That's the time. Good. Which is the whole day. Amri Sigmar says, no, no, you misunderstood of Sheshit. No, everyone really holds Minchak Tana. Law. Shani Rav Sheshit the Istanes Hava. Rav Sheshit is different because Rav Sheshit was a very finicky eater. He was a picky eater who didn't eat too much. The time with Safra Midi, that if he tastes anything from the morning, in the afternoon he couldn't enjoy his food. And therefore, in order to ensure that he enjoyed his food because of his particular constitution, constitution means the way you were, not, not like the Philadelphia constitution, you know, the, the, the way that you were, the constitution means the way you way you built, the way he was built. Rosheshit wanted to ensure that he ate it with gusto. And therefore, he couldn't eat the whole day. But no, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have different, he's not holding like Ben Betera and Pesha, no, no, no. He's a regular guy, he's only regular. It's just that he's got a special appetite and therefore he's got to do like that. Okay. You with us, Ivan, or no? Yeah, I'm just wondering, the Quran Pesach, you can be, you know, you can shochet it whenever you, okay, whatever. It's always eaten after Tzedek B'chavim, right? Nobody's eating Koran Pesach. Yes, of course. Time. That's right. correct. That's correct. Okay, fine. That's correct. This is a Kiddush opinion. The first time we've heard it, I think. Right. Uh, maybe it was mentioned before once, but it's not a regular opinion. The standard opinion is that it's always slaughtered in the afternoon. Here's an opinion that's saying that if you did it in the morning, the Shema, then it, it counts. Okay? Right, right. But I'm, I'm just wondering, yeah, okay. okay it's a maverick Thank opinion. You. No, but you're correct. Even this, this opinion will not allow... Uh, eating at any time before the evening. Roasting, yes, but not eating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amri, we said, there's a, whole, there's a whole thing though, Ivan, what do you do if it falls out on Pesach? Then what do you do? I'm sorry, on Shabbat. If it falls out on Shabbat, when do you roast? You have to roast it at night. The roasting okay. that. Okay. No, because I was wondering when, it, we, when we discussed the, the rabbi who is uh, not eating from the morning, and because then he will be you know, not hungry in the afternoon, but it doesn't matter in the afternoon. What matters is he will be hungry at night. Correct. Correct. But this rabbi, correct. But this rabbi. From the morning, he, if he ate in the night, he will not be hungry. Correct. Okay. okay. That's how he is. Uh, he, so he, if he, otherwise, he has no appetite in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Okay. We said in the Mishnah. Two dots. I feel on Even a poor man among the Jews is not allowed to eat until he leans. He must lean. Uh, if you remember, we had two ways to understand this from Tosfot. Either we could understand that this means that even a poor man who's lean doesn't have any furniture to lean on. He's on the floor, and he's his leaning will be leaning onto dirt. So you might have thunk, "Hey, when does leaning make you look rich?" 
and make you look free. When you do it on a chair or a couch, when you do it on a dirt floor, it just doesn't 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 make you feel free, and therefore the ani shouldn't have to lean. And therefore the chidush of the Mishnah, according to that part of Tosfot, is that you do you still have to lean even if you're poor. Yes, even if you're poor, your leaning is called a leaning. So according to that understanding, Tosfot, our Gemara is understanding leaning questions. What's called leaning? Then there's another way to understand that the Afil Anushas is actually a continuation of the rules of of appetite. Which in the first law of the Mishnah we said that a person is not allowed to eat till mincha. So and then when it said even ani, we're telling you you might have thunk, well that rule is for guys who are normally have nice big bellies and eat plenty. But a poor man who doesn't eat a, a square meal too often, you might say, Why well, we can't make this guy uh, not eat till the night time? Let this guy eat has eat after mincha because he rarely gets a good meal. He's always hungry. No. Even Ani still has to follow the rule. So there's two ways to understand. Either we're worried about that Ani's leaning, that Ani's leaning might be different, or that Ani's appetite might be different. Is that clear? Now we're going to see the Gemara will fit like either one. has to fit like either one, because that was the Tosfot. Says the Gemara. Itmar, we learned in a Mishnah. We, we, we learned. Matzat Tzadich Not only what needs Hesibah, eating matzah requires leaning. Marod, eating marod, Lot Sadiq does not need leaning. Why? Because it's a remembering of the bitterness, and bitterness doesn't require leaning. Itma Mishreder of Nachman. There's a statement in the name of Nachman. As follows. Yain, when it comes to wine, Itma Mishreder of Nachman, some say in the name of Nachman that it requires leaning. And some understand that wine doesn't need leaning. So matzah, for sure, yes. Maror, for sure, no. Wine, some say, say yes, some say no, in Rav Nachman's name. Vilo pligi, and they're not arguing. Ha-batati kasi kama, ha-batati kasi bata. One's talking about the first two cups, and one's talking about the last two cups of wine. Let's explain. Some learn it one way, and some learn it the other way. Now, pay attention to this, because even though we know it's talking about two cups, is a machloka, which cups? Okay? Amrila Gisa, they say the following. Tre kasikama, the first two cups, by Yisabah, they require leaning. Because that's when you're starting your freedom. So the first two cups are the, the, the beginning of freedom. You have to show that by leaning. Tre kasibatri, lo by Yisabah, my dahava hava. And the last two cups don't need leaning. Why? Because we already demonstrated that we're free men. Once you're free, it's already history. And we're not into history over here, like the Philadelphians. Okay? And others go the other way. The last two cups require leaning. Because that's exactly when the chirut starts. Why? Because you finish saying in the sequel. Because in the second two cups, the third two cups, you have finished saying the sepulti the of leaving Egypt. So once you finish talking about that and do the first two cups, now you're free, so you need leaning. But according to this, the first two cups don't require Hesiba. Why not? Because we're still saying Avadim Hayinu. Why do we need a lean? And the Gemara 
finishes off with the following statement. Since we have statements both ways, so you need Hesibah by all four cups now. Technically, you only need Hesibah for two out of four. But since we don't know which two we're referring to, it, in the, in the, ultimately, we need to lean by all four. But technically, only two. Now, there's a famous question which I think Ivan was thinking. Ivan, are you thinking this question? Should I, should I tell, you, tell him or should I let you do it? Uh, I don't have any questions, so uh, that's it, but let's maybe. That's okay, it. so you, you know, I, 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 I overshot you this time. Um, usually, there's a rule that Safek dirabanan lekula, which means that if we're in doubt about something, and it's not a doubt, if it's doraita, we have to be strict, because Safek doraita, we have to be strict. When it's Zabaran, we need to be lenient. And over here, the lean, the four cups of leaning is certainly Rabbanan. It's a rabbinic law. And yet we're being strict. For what reason? What do you lose? Just take another cup. What do you mean? I have to drink another cup? Yeah, but it's not like a Berakha. You're not making a new Berakha. Drink a cup of wine. What's the big deal? Well, I'll say two things. First of all, mm-hmm. we'll talk in a second about whether you have to redo a cup. You take another cup, you might have to say, Why not? Mm-hmm. And, and also, uh, I think what we're talking here is, let's. I think what they want to say is something like what you said, which means they want to say a, a big rule, that when we said, that's only if there's some kind of hassle. Okay? But here, we're talking about before you did it. The guy has a cup and saying, should I lean on the first cup? Really, we should say, lean on none of the cups. No. Safek did Lean on two of the cups. The first two or the last two. Not, why none? Oh, just pick two. Okay, I'll pick two. And that's it. But since there's no hassle involved, this rule of Safek Kula only works without a hassle. And since there's a hassle involved, there's no hassle involved in leaning all four cups, so we overrule that and we say that you should lean by all four. Okay, that's what we're coming to say over here. Now, it could be that once a guy finished all four cups, to go back and do it again is certainly a hassle. And therefore, if you lean by two, then maybe we wouldn't make him lean again. Because over there it is a hassle. Okay, let's see. Further. Prokdan. A guy who leans backwards, okay, on his back, that's not called leaning. Hesebat, you mean leaning on the right, is also not called leaning. Not only is it not called leaning, the Rashbam explains it's not called leaning, because since a person eats with his right hand, so to lean on your right hand when you need to pick it up and put the food in your mouth with that hand is uncomfortable, and therefore, since it's uncomfortable, it's not cherut, and therefore it doesn't count on the right. With the odd, not only it doesn't count because you're uncomfortable, perhaps if you lean that way, the food will go down the wrong pipe, because the esophagus, there's two, there's a trachea and an esophagus, and the trachea is the windpipe, where you want the, the breath to go down, 
and the esophagus is the is the food pipe where you want the food to go down. And being that the esophagus is located on the left side, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, therefore you would want to lean to your left. Okay? Interesting that when it comes to Okay, let's leave right now. Let's go through it. Slowly. Okay, well, well, let's leave it for now. Isha etzel ba'ala, lo ba'yeheseba. A woman with her husband does not require leaning. She doesn't have to lean. V'im isha hashubahi, if she's a, a prestigious woman, then Then she doesn't need to lean. What does that mean, a prestigious woman? The reason why they didn't wouldn't fast is because uh, well they wouldn't lean is because that Rashbam says is that she's she stuck to her husband and she's scared of her husband and therefore since she's scared of her husband she can't lean and relax she's serving her husband she can't do that um, there's a few pshatim what it means a the Rokeach holds that she's uh, she has no husband. So if she has no husband, she's Chashuv, she has to, she has to lean. Wait, Chashuv, if you lean, or Chashuv, and then you have to lean. If you're a regular woman, so you're too busy being scared of your husband, and therefore, you don't have to lean. Okay. So either... Chashuvah uh, is a not married woman, or she's a very, very holy woman like Eshet Chayil, right? Mm-hmm. Or she's got servants, or Chadam is to take care of the food, and therefore, since she's able to sit at the table, she's called a Chashuvah and she doesn't need a lean. Uh, some hold that now nowadays all women are chashuvah and they all have to lean. Okay, let's see. Ben etzel aviv, a son by his father, by he needs to really, he needs to lean because he's not so scared of his dad. Ebayu, we asked the question. Talmid etzel if you have a student by his rebbe, my what's talacha? Should he lean or he doesn't have to lean? Is he scared of his rebbe, or do we say that no, he has to lean? Tashma, bring your proof. When we were by Rabba's house, Rabba is the Rebbe of Abaya and Rava, Zaninin Abirke de Hadadi, we would lean on our friends' show, on our friends' laps because they didn't have a place to lean, but they lean on their friends' laps in order to, to drink. When we went to Rabbi Yosef's house, because after Rabba passed away, Rabbi Yosef became the Rashiva. He told us not to lean. You don't need to lean. Your fear of your rabbi should be like the fear of Shemayim, and therefore you don't have to lean. Metivi, we asked the question. It says, Adam Mesiv. A person needs to lean no matter who you're with. Even with a student by his master. So it sounds like 
a student does have to lean. How could the rabbi have, Rabbi Yosef have told him not to lean? It is a bright that sounds like even a student by the master needs to lean. Right. No. When we said the student by the master, it doesn't mean Tamir uh, Hacham with his Rebbe. It means a student apprentice with his, with his master craftsman. Right? They used to take in the olden days, the guy was a carpenter, so you get a you get take a, a apprentice who also was has a rebbe, his rebbe in woodworking. That's the guy who needs to lean. But a, a, a rabbinical student does not need to lean because he's scared of his rebbe. Okay, I I know a story recently of a big rabbi in the 1900s who ate by his rebbe's house, and the rebbe didn't tell him anything. He was waiting for his rebbe to tell him, "Go ahead, I let you lean." And the rabbi didn't say anything, and he had to lean the whole night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so this Gemara really uh, comes through. I think they said on Iron Color, if I'm not mistaken. They ate by him, and he didn't tell, him, didn't tell him, yeah, go ahead, you can lean the way. Which is what he has to say in order to let the guy lean. Ibailahu. Shamash, my. What about a shamash? What about a waiter? Tashma, we bring a proof. Tam Rabbi Yishu ben Levi, Hashamash shachal kezayit matzah kishu mesev yatzah. It says Hashamash who ate kezayit matzah while he's leaning is yatzah. So we figured out mesiv in when he leans he's yotzeh. Lo mesiv if he's not leaning lo he's not yotzeh. Shmamina bayi esibash shmamina. We see from here that a waiter needs to lean, a Jewish waiter needs to lean, and we are going to make that conclusive that he actually needs to lean. Am Rabbi Yishu ben Levi, Nashim. Women also need to drink the four cups. Even though it's mitzvah aseh shezman grama. Sounds like. Now. She'af hen hayu Because they were also part of the miracle. Ivan, you have a question on that or that's good? I think that's good. Okay, well Toso has a question. Because Toso says, what do you mean? This whole thing is Drabanan. What are we mentioning? Mitzvat Aseshe Zman Grama? Yeah, but uh, I was thinking like Megillah the Step also. It's uh, equivalent to Megillah the Step. Which is also Mitzvat Aseshe Zman Grama, the Rabbanam, and uh, we say Chayav. Right. So, uh, Megillah is less of a problem, but over here, we're mentioning as if, why are they Chayav? Oh, they're only Chayav because they were also part of the miracle. It sounds like that this is trumping Mitzvah So Tosfot says, I think it could be what you're saying anyway, Tosfot says that the rabbis, when they make their gizerot, they usually make it like deoraitas, and therefore they wouldn't make a woman responsible for leaning, or for, for the four cups, if it wasn't for the fact that, since they were part of the miracle, so therefore, therefore there's no Mitzvah part of you. Okay? But I think that could be that, that's what you were saying. Amar Bihuda, you with me, Harry or no? Amar Bihuda, Amar Shmuel. Al bar kasot halal utzrich sheyevahem kedem mezigat kos yafeh. You have to be able to dilute it properly, which means in the old days the wines were very strong and they were usually diluted to one quarter wine and three quarters water. Okay, so you have to be have enough concentrate in order to make it proper. Don't too, make it too. Uh, watery. Shatan hai. What if you drank it straight without watering it down? Yatsa. Even though you didn't do it the right way. 
No, the guy just did it. He's no, your tip. The right way. That was the right way to drink in the olden days. Because of the strength of the wine. Uh, that's how they understand. That's how I understand it, right? But if you had a full cup of wine, it's still okay. Why would that be a question, though? Like, is it still okay? Because that's a weird way to drink it. Uh-huh. And it sounds like Yatsa sounds like you did the best way. Sounds like, okay, you did it, fine. Okay? Shatan Batechat. If you drank all four cups together, which means you didn't wait and do it after the Haggadah and after we got the zone. Right away, I took four cups. Boom, 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 boom. Okay? Yatza, you did it. You, you did the mitzvah of the four cups. Okay? If you gave some of them to the other people of the house, which means you didn't drink the whole thing yourself, you gave some to the people to finish, Yatza, you still Yatza. Okay, so let's go through each one. Shatan Chayatza. We said that if you drank them pure, which means very strong, Yatza. Amarava Rava says, Yideh Yain Yatza, Yideh Cherut Lo Yatza. When we said that you're Yatza, Rava's claiming it doesn't mean Yatza Alba Kosot. You, you drank, you, you got the Mitzvah of having wine on a holiday. Because there's a mitzvah to have simchat yom tov and drink wine on the holiday. So that mitzvah you got. But you didn't get the four cups. Because you drank it in such a weird way where it's so concentrated that you're not your tzir in that situation. I thought, wait, wait, I thought you were your tzir. The rabbi before said you were your tzir. Okay. We're explaining when we said your tzir, it doesn't mean the four cups. Four cups you didn't drink because you drank, drank it so weird. You're your tzir, the mitzvah of having wine on the holiday. Okay. Some other mitzvah. Okay. Which is not really what you were looking for. Okay, well, maybe you were looking for it, but whatever. Shatan Vatechat. We said that if you drank it all at once, Yatza. Rav Amar, Rav says the same thing over here. He says, when we said you Yatzeh, if you drank it all together, all boom, 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 not the mitzvah of four cups, the mitzvah of having wine on the holiday. Uh, th- that part is not so clear. Others say that you did the mitzvah of the four cups, but you didn't do the mitzvah of the order. Okay, of the order of the, of the of the seder. Next one, we said. If you gave it to your kids, you would say. That's only if you drank most of the cup. You have to drink most of the cup. That's called the Melolugmav. Now there's a machlok at what it means, most of the cup. The Rashbam says over here, most of the cup means that you have to drink most of what the cup needs to be. Pay close attention to this. We hold, um, for the purpose of this class, there's a machlok between the 
Chazon Ish and Reb Chaim Na'eh. These are two later postings. The Chazon Ish holds that the size of a cup, the minimum size is 5.1 ounces. And therefore, in order, therefore, you have to have a cup of 5.1 ounces or you're not Yotzeh. Rav Chaim Na'eh holds 2.86 ounces. We'll call it 3 ounces for the, for the purpose of this class. 2.86 ounces. And therefore, if your cup is less than 2.86 ounces, you're not Yotzeh. Okay? Now, Let's go for Reb Chaim Na'ev for now. So we're going to hold like Reb Chaim Na'ev that's 2.86 ounces. So if your cup is a 2-ounce cup, even if you drink 100 cups, you didn't do anything. Because your, your cup's not a 2.86. Good. Now, if you have a 2.86 cup, you have to drink most of the cup to be Yotzeh. We just said that, right? Yeah. Now, what happens if I have a 3.4-ounce cup? Well, let's make it a 4-ounce cup. Okay? So if it's 2.86... So you have to once you drink one point five ounces, one point five is most of two point eight six, and you're there. Okay. Now the question is, when you switch to a four ounce cup, do we say, oh, it's a four ounce cup now? As long as you drink one point five, you're good. Or do we say, no, now that the cup is bigger, you need to drink two point one ounces in order to be yotzeh, right, right. and you have the roof. Okay, so in a way, having a cup that's exactly the right size might make it easier for you to be yotzeh. According to the Rambam, Ramban, I'm sorry. According to Toswot, all you need is the same Rov Riviit, no matter, regardless of the size of the actual cup you have in front of you. When we say you have to drink Ruba de Kasa, does that mean you have to drink Rov of the cup that's in front of you? Or Rov of the cup that you needed to have? You with me, Ivan? Yeah, perfect. Okay. So it comes out from here. That it's either you're a good wine drinker and you don't mind drinking wine, then go ahead, you can down all your cups. But if you're careful, you're you're best off halachically if you're not so easy to drink. And for sure for ladies who rarely finish all their cups, like, you know, you're much better off getting them an actual cup that's exactly the right size. Because this way, they can be say the opinion of having raw, of course, even according to Ramban. If you get them a cup that's a little bit too big, they're not you would say that opinion. Right? So if you say, listen, how much do you have to drink? 1.6, honey, don't worry about it. And you give them a four ounce cup and they'll drink 1.6. The only you'd say according to this opinion that says it goes by the cup that's not in front of you. But if you go like a cup of Ramban, they're not you'd say the, the mitzvah. Right. But if you're a bit short on the Raviyit for the cup, then no the one holds you. There is not. If you're less than, if you're 2.8 right. ounces, there is not a rabbi who says you're Right, right. So that, that's the, you know, okay. Right. I will tell you, and I've told people beforehand, that when you buy cups on the market, on Amazon, they will tell you it's a 3-ounce cup if it holds 2.7 also. Some of the 3-ounce cups hold 2.86, or 2.9, 2.95, and some don't. So you would need someone with a graduated cylinder or something to somebody to weigh it to make sure that it actually holds what it is, what it says it holds. There's a way to weigh it and figure it out. You could tear it off and do it right, but yes, I recommend having cups like this for ladies and even for men who are careful. But in order to be able to say however, uh, make sure that it really holds three, three ounces or at least two point eight six because. 
Three ounces is good. It's good to have three ounces in case it spills a drop, you're still okay. But uh, 2.86, you don't want to be less than that. Chas v'shalom. Okay? Anyone who works in a lab should be able to figure these things out. No, Ivan? Any questions you guys have, send me a cup by FedEx and I'll measure it, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. TV, we asked the question. We said it has to be, have enough to make a nice cup, right? It says, It says that it has to be the size of the mazug. Whether the wine is straight or whether it's diluted. Whether it's new or old wine. It has to taste and, and look like wine. Okay, that's the brighter. Ketani mi kederi v'it. You see that you need to v'it. Va'at amad kos yafeh. And you're telling me it only has to have a quarter of it of pure wine. And the rest could be the rest could be diluted. Amri, the answer. They're both the same shiur. My kedem is get What does that mean? The kol chad vechad. You have to enough to give everyone in his own cup that much. That in all four cups there is a riviit of wine. That's what we meant to say. So you have one riviit of wine, and it mixes into. You have to have it mixes into these four cups in order to work out. Because our question was, when it started off saying, you have to have kideh rivi'it. You have to have a rivi'it. It sounds like you need a rivi'it of real wine. Right. So how, how would it work? And he said, no, we need a rivi'it of real wine in order to make four cups of diluted wine. Because technically you need a quarter of a cup for each one. Okay, we're going to stop over here. We Take care, Ivan. Have a good day. You too.